Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is a son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody go ahead, put your hands together. Make a joyful noise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We lift you up on our praise. Hallelujah. Amen. I said amen. Amen the men and amen the ladies. Father, we thank you, we bless you, we give you all the glory and honor and praise. May your name be exalted. Oh, yes, Lord, we lift you up. We lift you up in our worship, in our praise, oh God, in our lives. Be the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the reason for the hope we have in us. You are the reason for what we do. Father, we thank you for salvation. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your help. Let your will be done in our lives. Father, this morning we say thank you for bringing us together in Jesus' name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated heavenly places. Wow. Well, I want to encourage you this morning. We are about to sow a precious seed, but I want to encourage you. And often, some people switch off when it comes to the time of giving and the time of offering. This morning, don't switch off. Hallelujah. Are you here? All right. So, turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Let's read from verse number 44 and 45. Matthew chapter four, uh, 5, verse 44 and 45. Can we read it together? One, go. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. 45. Let's go. That ye may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. Hallelujah. Amen. So this morning, I pray that we will take advantage of the principles of God. Amen. Hello? Are you here? Please, this is not a time to have your quiet time. Listen to what I'm saying. It's not quiet time. If you did not have it, it's too late. Okay? You can go and have it 
maybe quiet evening or quiet. I don't know which one you are going to have. But now I need you to listen attentively to what I'm saying. Amen. Look, this is the reason why when you read Ecclesiastes, I, I believe, he talks about a father there was uh, uh, a poor wise man. You can be wise and still be poor. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen carefully. This morning, whatever would not allow you to take advantage of what God has said or his principle. Many people, you know, getting born again does not make you rich. Becoming a Christian does not prosper you. Bible says in John chapter 3 that when you get born again, you see the kingdom. Do you understand? When you get born again, you, you prepare yourself to go to heaven. But you don't become rich. So, so many people are in the church. But you see, you can be righteous, holy, poor Christian. You are righteous. You can be holy. Don't just reject it. Listen to what I am saying because it is happening. It is happening. There are Christians who are angry with God. Because it's like since I got born again, I have not seen the promise that I would do well. To do well is based on his principles. That's why he's saying over here that he shines his sun on the evil and on the good. So there can be an unbeliever who is sowing. There can be an unbeliever who sows. Who sows? That's why he's telling you that when it comes to his principle, he doesn't differentiate. When you are a Christian and you jump from a skyscraper, there's a principle. You don't need to pray that you should die. There's a principle that will let you die coolly. No, sometimes people, even, even some of you, you are blaming pastors because you got born again, you've been around for some time, but you have not seen the prosperity. It doesn't look like you are doing well. It doesn't look like things are going so well with you as it is with others. Because what you have done is just to believe in Jesus as your savior. But you have not obeyed his principles. So there is one thing being a Christian. And like he said, you will go to heaven. As for heaven, you go because you are born again. That is what he has promised you. But if you want to do well over here, there are principles. And he says that even me. I don't differentiate. The sun comes on the just and on the evil. When I rain, I rain for good and bad people. So when the rain comes and a bad person sows a seed, the bad person will have a harvest. That is why you can see that they are students. They are bad girls and bad boys, but they are passing their exams, getting uh, A pluses, and Christian tongue-talking, Holy Spirit-filled, Neil Jackin. Are getting FF because because the principle to pass exam. Yes, you even have an advantage that the Holy Spirit can reveal things to you. 
But if you don't take advantage of it and learn, an unbeliever who learns may be better than you. Am I, am I talking to anyone? You know, from today, you will not be angry with God. And the pastor, because he said, give and it shall be given unto you. Praise thou. Shaking together, running over. And you have no giving. And you are angry with the pastor. In Psalm 126, it says, He that goes around weeping and bearing precious seeds, doubtless he will come again. Is it there? He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing in shapes with him. Hallelujah. That means that it is not nice to sow. But when you make an effort, even in your pain, even in your poverty and you sow, you will doubtless, it's a constant, it is going to happen. You are going to have a harvest. Hallelujah. So don't think that you are clever. Don't think that, oh, they don't know what I'm giving. And we have made the giving very simple. Nobody uh, calls you, come and bring. Occasionally we can ask you to, uh, those who want to give 10,000, who want to give 100,000, come. You want also to give 1 million. Look, right here, sitting here, God will make uh, millionaires. I said millionaires. In the name of Jesus. I remember long ago I was preaching in Kailisha. That's where we started our church. And as I was, I was preaching, the Lord said to me, do you, do you believe that, not that I'm bringing, but out of this congregation, will rise millionaires? I said, wow. I believe it if you say it. Hallelujah. So expect something fantastic to happen to your life. Amen. But we need to understand that, look, when you sow, how, how, will you, how will you feel? Is God not just? How can you not sow? And you, you go, it, it will be too magical. You have not planted anything. And the ground start uh, bringing forth which is bringing apples. You've not sown anything. Then you, before you know, oranges are coming. Hey, we all would like some of these things. That's why some Christians, it is easier for them. It is easier for them to share, a, what do you call it, a message to 10 people and have 1 million. If you share this message, you will have 1 million. It's like, it, it's like lotto mentality, you are bringing it into the church. If just sharing uh, 10 messages, share me, ah, we would all stop working. We will share the message, not even 10. We will share it to everyone. Are you here? Oh, may God give you a seed to sow this morning. I said, may God give you a seed to sow this morning. So, don't make a mistake. Understand the difference that when you get born again, I, I, I have not seen anywhere. If you follow the principles, when you get born again, you become 
righteous and you get ready to go to heaven, when you get born again, you don't become prosperous. To prosper and to do well, it's based on the principle of sowing. That when you sow a seed, God is able to make you have an abnormal uh, growth. Hallelujah. The harvest can become, he will touch it. That is what God does. And I need to, I need to encourage you this morning that your giving is going to be multiplied in a way that you have not imagined. Can I hear loudest? Amen. Amen. That is what the Bible says, lack of knowledge, my people perish. You see, you may want to do well, but if you don't take if you don't take the principles, what God has said will let you do well. He said, don't steal from me. Bring ye the tithes and your offerings, and I will take away curses. That is why you notice that we have even uh, professors who are poor. A professor who is poor is like a, a wise, poor man. Yeah, there are professors who are in debt. And in Acts chapter 10, verse number 34, Peter spoke. He said, God is not a respecter of person. <laughs> you see, when you, when you are an unbeliever and you sit down and you learn 12 hours, God will not delete what you have learned. He will not say because you are an unbeliever, he will delete it. No. No, being an unbeliever entitles you to a certain destination. But when you sow, that's why we have, unfortunately, people who are not even in, in church but seem to be doing well. Because they are applying the principles that we have left. Meanwhile, we have God on our side that if we dare to begin to even attempt to practice the principles, oh, we will have an exceptional outcome. But we are all hiding behind. We are all hiding behind uh, spirituality and not do what we need to do. Even if you look at Paul, the people that he said, my God will supply your needs. They were the people who gave. Say so you have given and you have given again and again. Then he said, my God is going to. Hallelujah. So he invoked the power in the scripture. Amen. So this morning be encouraged. That God is not a respecter of person. You may not have done even uh, certain things, but as you sow, as you obey his principles, if, you, if even your little son, who is not so clever, go and put a, a grain of wheat on the ground, it will, it will grow. It will, the, the, the Lord will not say, it's a small boy who sow it. So I will not know. The sun will come over it. The rain will come over it. Hallelujah. May the principles of sowing, the principles of prosperity, may it be your portion in the name of Jesus. He says, see it a man, diligent. He did not say, see it a Christian, diligent. A man, diligent. A man, diligent. He will not just stand before mere men, but he will stand before king. That's why unbelievers can stand before kings. If you are a Christian, you are not diligent, you are not obeying the principles of God. See yet a man diligent. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen the men and amen the ladies. Are you there? Yeah. 
see that a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mere men. That shall be your portion. I said that shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. Oh, I thank God for this morning. I know poverty will never be part of us. Because no matter how you will be prayed for, no matter how, you, you see, God needs something to work with. God needs something to work with. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is why the birth of Jesus is miracle. Because it was a, a harvest without a seed. That, that, that is the miracle of a, a virgin giving birth. A harvest without a seed. And God doesn't do that. He can even let a seed that is dead come back to life. Like we saw in the case of Ezekiel. The dry bones can come. If there is no seed, it is too, it, 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 it's not possible. Hallelujah. Not that he cannot do it, but he operates with principles. The principles. Hallelujah. The same merciful father is also a just God. So, if you don't learn, and he gives you 100%, and somebody also learns, and he gives the person 50, then the, the justness of God is questionable. Are you here? Yeah, so there are things that happen because God is just. God is just. You see somebody has sat down, learned, I mean, 24 hours. He will not delete what he's learned. Hallelujah. What, what, what is the meaning of this? Can this thing go away? Hallelujah. So this morning, I pray with you. I pray with you. Every seed you are sowing, every seed you have sown and you are sowing, you will have a harvest in a way you have not imagined. May the Lord rain upon the seed that we are about to uh, sow. May the Lord remember your offering, your tithe, your special seeds in the name of Jesus. If he rains on just and the unjust, and if his son come on the evil and the good alike, oh God, Lord, we pray this morning. Somebody take your uh, tithe, take your offering, and know, know that God is a righteous God. He's a just God. He's going to recompense you according to what you are sowing. According to what? How can you go to school? You read the accounting and they give you architecture certificate. You have, no, you have no learned architecture. You have no learned architecture. You've been in accounting class. Then when they say you are graduating with architecture degree. I mean. Or you, 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 you have done chemistry, chemical engineering. When you went, they said your uh, degree is economics. What are you going to do with it? You yourself, you notice that I have no son. I have no son this year to have such a harvest. Hallelujah. Oh, this morning, whatever you sow, you are going to have a harvest. In the name of Jesus. Take your tithe, the tenth of all that God has given us, and add your offering, the first offering, 
on your phone, your iPad, let's give it. Lift it and let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you that your word can never be broken. Lord, you said not even a title of your word will pass away. Jesus, you said you have come to fulfill every one of it. I have spoken your word. This morning we are sowing precious seeds. And some of us, as we are sowing this seed, literally we are weeping. We are crying. But we know that as we deny ourselves and sow this precious seed, doubtless we shall come again. Oh, yes, and have harvest that only you can guarantee. We thank you and we bless you. Let's seeds that have been sown in the past, tithes that have been given and shall be given, offering that has been given and is being given this morning. Lord, I add your blessing. Let your rain, let your sun come over it and let your blessings, oh yes, be multiplied unto us. We thank you that you said you cause men to give unto us, press down, shaking together and running over when we give. Father, we thank you that it is not possible for us to sow seeds and not have a harvest. Let your principle. Oh, yes. Father, we thank you. We give you glory and honor. Let your will be done. Thank you for what you have already said to us and what you have done in our hearts. May our heart be set on, on, on fire for you. You alone and nothing else. We love you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Please be seated in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Wow. It feels like a convention. My, my, my. You see, when you are a pastor, in times like this, you can easily not obey the time. And begin to minister the spirit. Oh, somebody, God is giving you another opportunity. Another chance. Amen. Will you take it? Will you use the opportunity that God has given you? Do you know? Do you know that you are alive because of God? Bible said he created us for his pleasure. So your education your money, all the things you are doing, God allows you to do. It's not so important. It's not so important. What he has for you is the most important thing. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And I, I feel that God is giving us, God is giving us opportunities. Some of us, we've blown the opportunity. We had opportunity to uh, save the lost and to do more for God. But we did not use it. But it will come again. God is giving us one more time. Yes. One more chance. And one more time. Hallelujah. Amen. This uh, morning I want to share from chapter 4. Characteristics of called people. Hallelujah. Characteristics of called people. Amen. Yeah, we can talk about the characteristics of beauty pageants. It's easy. (laughs) 
if you are going to be a beauty. Sometimes somebody sees you, so you, you look like a model. It's like you have characteristics. Are you here? Hello? How many understand what I'm talking about? Has somebody, have you seen somebody that you thought that she has the characteristics to become Miss, uh, uh, Miss Universe? How many? So there are things called people have characteristics. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes you see people, they look blessed. But they are not blessed. They have some characteristics. Like the prodigal son. When you read the Bible, you notice that he had the, the emblems, the tokens of blessed people, but he wasn't blessed. He was given a shoe, a nice dress. There was party, you know, partying and all, but he did not have anything. In fact, the father said to the elder son, all that I have is for you. May you not just have. Yeah, people have appearances like they are doing well, but they are not doing well. That's why black people, I'm black, so you can't be angry with me. Yeah? It's not like I'm green and you are blue. We are all. Black people, we like buying our names. We like buying uh, what do you call it? Names. 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 Meanwhile, is it all these things are characteristics, symptoms, okay, tokens of prosperity, and you have no prosperity, so you want to look prosperous. <laughs> you are faking it. You, <laughs> you are faking it so you make it. If you can't make it, fake it. No, 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 no. So the person is wearing, I mean, and named, and this day because of that, that is why many people leave even the uh, uh, signage. They leave the, on the suit so that you know that his suit is not, is not coming from, this one is Georgia Amani. This one is Goshi. This one is this. So they want to leave the signs for you to see that, yeah. This is where uh, Fabiani is in the system. This one is it's an Italian down palette leather. It's a crocodile shoe. And you develop a swag. And you want to row. You want to row. You want to row. You want to roll with your shades. You have developed the working of a prosperous person. Meanwhile, you have no eating. No. And you, the ladies who like khakis, the guy is, is you always looking for a khaki. What the guy is holding is a padlocky. <laughs> because he's holding something like a, a khaki and he's whistling. And he's, uh, you know, and the guys, recently I saw one of my members. She has put this woven uh, uh, ties. He said all the guys who wear the woven ties, they break hearts. 
They are specialists in breaking hearts. And now I look at it and say, hey, so this is my daughter. People are broken her heart many times already. She, she is so specialist. She knows. I think all the people who broke her heart were wearing this kind of tie. So she was advising everybody on Facebook that mark the brothers who have these ties. I said, my God, what kind of preaching is this? He, she was showing people their characteristics. Don't misunderstand me. He was showing them the characteristics of unfaithful and people who break your hearts. Hallelujah. <laughs> was preaching on Facebook. Oh. She was preaching on Facebook, showing people the characteristics. So say, when you see them, run away. Unless you are ready to have your heart broken. And he gave different colors of the tie. All of them moving. And the end is not pointed. All the end is flat end. I said, hey. So I was counting the number of times. That is it that her heart has been broken this number of times? I started praying, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. So if you have some of those ties, you need to throw it away. Eh? It's been used as a sign. Are you here? That is okay. But now we are talking about how will you know and how, what are the symptoms? What are they talking? What are the characteristics of the people who are called? And it will surprise you. It will surprise you that, I mean, when it comes to God, he's a specialist. Yeah. If you want to be in the army, there is a certain height. If you don't get to that height, they will not. Yeah. So you can see somebody and without knowing you, you say that this person is not in the army. I don't know you. I don't know your name, but you can't be in the army. The way you are short. You see, the characteristics of those who are in the army. Are you there? You don't know the person. But when you see her, you say, no, you cannot be missed well. You cannot go for a beauty pageant. Because you don't have the characteristics. How many understand? You yourself, when you see, you know, this, no, 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 no. This one, you may be a cashier or work at the bad as Miss, not even Miss Kailicha. You can't qualify. Because Kailicha, we are beautiful. The best comes from Kailicha. I'm telling you, if you are looking for the best, come to Kailicha. The safest place in the whole of South Africa. Hey! Hallelujah! Amen. And, and listen to me. Listen to me. The characteristics of a good meal or a fresh meal if you see even vegetables and it's not fresh, you should be able to see it. If it's fresh, you should be able to see it. Do you understand? And often, listen carefully, because we, we will just be closing. If you think that we are now starting, before you notice, we are closing. A very short message according to my time, anyway. You see, but when you see people who are into these sophisticated things. They also need certain things. They, you also need certain things. So they will show you how fresh veggies look like when you see 
uh, greens and it's not like this, it's not crispy, it's not. So they also have characteristics. Are you there? So even to do a meal, okay, or a sandwich that would taste a certain way, you need a certain kind of ingredients. If the uh, ingredients are not fresh, if they are still, okay, it will have effect on what you are preparing. Because we have something that we say garbage in, garbage out. The end product, okay, the end product is determined by the, uh, the inputs. So what you put in, what you, if you put something good in, you are likely to have something good out. Are you here? Yeah. If you put something good in, you are likely to have something good out. Like the Bible says, can uh, a, a good tree bring forth an evil fruit? No. Uh, uh, a good well or a fresh well does not bring forth a salty water. Are you here? Yeah. But when it comes to God, you notice that he's a specialist. Amen. Amen. Yeah. He's a specialist. We spoke about uh, how different people were called last week. But now, what are the characteristics of people who are called? And you may want to call people who are eloquent, who are different. But when it comes to God, he is able to do with even nothing. You see, God can prepare a meal from uh, not so fresh ingredient, still things, and the and the and the outputs or the result will be nicer than you with all the fresh things. Hallelujah! He is a mighty God. Amen. People that you would disqualify that they cannot become. When God takes it, you see, if you see an experienced cook, most people, I mean, if they are cooking, they need a lot of things before they can cook. They need a lot of spices for the food to be nice. But when you, you know how to cook, oh, you don't need much. Are you here? Yeah. And who is cooking is very important. Who is cooking is very important. Because you can give the same ingredient to two people. And one will make a concussion. A purgative. Or less that when you take that thing, you notice that you say that, where is the loop? And another will prepare something that you want to eat and eat more of it. So who is preparing? Or who is in charge? Hallelujah. Yeah, that is how leadership is also. You can have somebody who may not be doing well here because the leader cannot see the potential. But another person takes the person and something comes out of. Yeah, that's how leadership is. Who, who is in charge? Hallelujah. Yeah. So in the world, because we did not create man, we don't have a lot of knowledge and we are not so powerful. We need certain caliber of people before we can use them. That's why even people, when you are in a, a group, 
sometimes you look for a certain caliber of people. You say, oh, this cannot be used. This can, oh, I want some, you in your mind. Not only the world, but you yourself. You qualify and disqualify people because of your uh, training or what you can do or you cannot do. Amen. So I'm talking about the characteristics. Who are, what are the characteristics of the people that God called? And you'll be surprised that the first group of people that God called is failures. Can you believe it? The first group of people that God, God calls failures. People who fail at what they are doing. They cannot do much. They can't do accounting. As for chemistry, they are more confused. They cannot. I mean, you can't do math and you can also not do history. So what, what will you do? You can't calculate and you cannot also read. So what will you do? Hallelujah. But God is a specialist. Amen. You know, this morning I feel so blessed. Because as uh, we um, our sister was ministering, I suddenly, uh, a, a vision that I had some time ago played back to me. And I noticed that God has given me one more chance. Yeah, God called failures. You may have failed, but God will give you another chance. Yeah. Maybe the first time you, you, you know, one day a shepherd, oh, God. Maybe as a shepherd, you have caused more sheep to even backslide. Yeah. You have failed big time. But God will give you one more time. Because I remember I had this vision. That was the, I think, the second time I was taken to heaven. The second time. And I saw, as it were, a throne and somebody was sitting on it. But I, I looked, it looked like there was a conveyor. How many know what a conveyor is? A conveyor belt. Yeah, it looked like a conveyor. And the conveyor was moving. Like this. And there were screams as they were moving. So I thought that there were goods on this conveyor that is moving too. But as I kept looking, and I noticed that it wasn't a conveyor. It was multitude of people who were going into their bottomless pits. And the way they were rolling into it, it was like. So when I saw it, I became alarmed. I said, What? So I started screaming and crying. And I was pleading and talking to the one who was seated on the throne. And that that that's what I heard myself pleading and saying, I said, Lord, give me one more chance. I will do it this time. Give me one more chance. I will do it this time. And I heard somebody say, it's over. It's over. And, and the number of people that were being lowered or that were going deep into this bottomless pit, 
was, you cannot count them. And it was too, so I was screaming, there, no, 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 one more time. Please, one more chance, I will do it. I was screaming. Then I got out from the vision. I was on my bed crying. My heart was, I was physically crying on my bed. My heart was beating. Boom, boom. In fact, in the, in the vision, I knew I was dead. I thought I was dead. So when I got up and I looked around, my wife was there. I said, hey, what is happening? Am I dead or what? I thought I, maybe it's my spirit seeing around. It was so real. I, 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 I was frightened. I was shaking, crying. So I said, what is this? And I remember I called, I, I, I called uh, Prophet Kakra and I spoke to him. He said, Prophet, this is the vision I have seen. He said, wow, you are not yet dead. You are still around. Then do your best. That is. But I, it looked like I was dead because I had it over. It's over and I was screaming, no, one more. I would do it this time, one more time. Look, there is a place that you wouldn't want even your arch enemies to be there. And the, and, the, and the screaming, the terror of the people who were going there, you cannot imagine. Are you here this morning? Yeah. And I looked and asked I mean, I spoke to Prophet Akra. I said, look, normally when things like that, like you said, it's over, it's over. It could have been that that was the end. But if you are still alive, then it means it's not over. Do your best. Within a month or so, I was moved, transferred from the branch that I was in to another place. When I went there, I said, me. I will take every opportunity. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Amen. God is giving somebody here one more chance. Amen. Because it looked like he had given me opportunity to serve somewhere, but I did not do what I was supposed to do. That was the meaning of, that's why I was coming one more time. I will do it this time. I will do it this time. No, Lord. No, Lord. No. Then he said, it's over. I heard it. Like echo, it's over. It's over. I said, no. I was weeping and crying. So as we are singing, we're singing this song. It's, it really comes back to me. That Can you see that this is your one more chance that you asked for? This is the one more time that I, I, you asked for. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And somebody, you will not die. God is going to give you one more chance. Do you know why? Because if you don't use the talent and you don't use the gifts, the one who had one talent and did not use it, he was called home. The talent was taken. And the Bible says, cast him into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So the only reason why we are around is to fulfill the purpose of God. When we refuse to do what God will have us to do, when this guy refused to use the one talent, you know as much as I do that he was called home. Whatever it means, let's find it out ourselves. Hallelujah. But the first group of people that God called is failures. People who have failed 
and I'm going to read a scripture with you that will let you know that this is the reason why. This is the reason why many of us, people that we don't even think so much of, God is able to use them. Hallelujah. Turn your Bibles with me. God called failures. Exodus chapter 3, verse number 11. And Moses said unto God, Who am I? What that I should go unto fail? Who am I that I should go unto fail? And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Moses had attempted. How many remember he attempted? He saw there were people who were treating the children of Israel very uh, badly and he stepped in to, I mean, solve the problem. Before he noticed he had killed somebody. And he thought that the people who even see that he had come to their aid. He had come to protect them and to deliver them to the extent that by mistake he had killed. This is somebody who, I mean, his passion to see his people do well to the extent that somebody had to die. And he had to, he, he, he dug the ground, buried the guy. And the next day, now he saw not uh, a, 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 an Israelite, not a Jew and an Egyptian, but he saw two of his own brethren, two Jews or two uh, Israelites struggling and fighting. And he went and said, so, you are brothers, you don't need to do this. We are Christians. How many know that sometimes the fight is not between you and an unbeliever, but it's between two Christians? And the shepherd comes in and says, no. No, don't, don't fight each other. And they said, who has made you a ruler, a prince over us? Are you going to kill us like you killed the one yesterday? Can you believe what? So he failed in an attempt to help. And Moses had to run away because it was known to everybody. Will you go back? People who have rejected you, they said, who have made you prince? He had failed to help. But God said that you, the failure, you tried. He tried trying to save just two people. It did not work. And now they say, go and save four million. Even two, I couldn't. I mean, if you couldn't pass math lit, how do you do ad math? Math lit, business, not, is it math lit and business math? It's not mathematics, it's arithmetic. There's difference between math and arithmetic. Arithmetic is just logic. You just put the sign, say, two is uh, uh, greater or equal to Four, then you put a sign in this one. You are not calculating anything. You just. <laughs> mm? A business makes 25% profit on all their sales, and the sales is 100,000. What is the profit? This is not math. This is arithmetic. You don't even need to calculate it. <laughs> Some, somebody is already confused. <laughs> Pastor, what are you saying to you? The confusion has started. But 
can you believe that God can let somebody who says, I can't do much lead, and he succeeds in doing more than much and doing hard much. He gets A pluses. God, I'm telling you, read your Bible. Moses failed, but God said, come back. I am specialist. Santa. <laughs> you cannot even disqualify yourself. You can't even disqualify. Moses disqualified himself. He ran away. He did not want it. But God said, you, oh, you, I, I, will, I, will, I will tell you. Gideon, he, he, he was less than a lady. When he, he went to hide, and the angel can say, mighty man of valor, he can say, what are you saying? <laughs> you know, it's it, it just like when you yourself, you know you have not done well. Mm -hmm. You know you have not done well. Somebody can say, oh, you have done very well. Then you look at them and say, are you teasing me or what? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> what are you saying? After you have dressed, you notice that Charlie, that thing has not worked. <laughs> yeah, the, the extension of the eyelashes did not work. They put some of the glue on your eyes. So now, as you are going, it's like it's like a club light, like a flashlight. You have. And say, you are looking very beautiful. <laughs> There's somebody says, you are looking very beautiful. You don't even see who is talking to you. Because the glue is in your eye. The rubbing alcohol is in your eye. Whatever they are using is, you know, you are just, you, you have gone to wear a new shoe. That is smaller than you. So as you are going now, <laughs> You are moving like you are doing a moonwalk. And somebody says, Oh, you, you, I like your walking. <laughs> and you want to say that, ah, you people, what are you? You see, it's like the opposite of what I'm feeling. It's direct opposite to what I know about myself. Failure. When you have failed several times, you don't want anybody to suggest anything. You say to yourself that ah, there are people who have the grace for these things. I don't have the grace for that. God is giving you grace for that. Did you fail? Did you fail? The first attempt to be a Christian, it did not work. The first attempt to be a shepherd, it did not. The first attempt to preach, you confuse yourself. You were dead. You were saying things that you don't. Nobody knew the kind of Bible you were using. Normally, you are able to read, but this time, when you see that, you said hot. When you see horse, you say house. I mean, everything was upside down. When you see who, you say whom. It's like, and after that, you look around, you notice that, no, 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 no. What am I doing? This thing is not for me. One day, I asked a lady to dance. We were in CPUT. Hey! <laughs> she joined the dancing stars. Hey! <laughs> After the dance, <laughs> when I took the microphone, how to warn everybody not to laugh? Because, hey, even those who were dancing, 
at a point they wanted to stop and laugh. The lady was, <laughs> everything was wrong. So I took the microphone and I began to warn the people. I said, well, put your hands together for our sister. These are the people God, are, God is going to bless. If I can have two of these people, you can dance. But look at her. Look at the moves. Put your hands together. So the people did not know what was happening. I encouraged. I noticed that, yeah, the place has become something that I could preach. Because people wanted to laugh. You know, there are people who can dance till they stand. And when they are sitting, they are dancing. They are dancing. When they stand, the dance is going. But I'm telling you that don't give up on yourself. Sometimes it is what we tell ourselves. I'm good for nothing. I am not like other people. I don't have a voice. Who, who, that's what God told uh, Moses. He said, I know your brother Aaron. He speaks well. I created the mouth. I made the eye. I, if I'm looking for eloquence. There's something. I, God chooses people who cannot talk to preach. Can you believe that you want people to speak and you have chosen people? And Moses was a stammer. He's talking about what God has said to him. Then he comes to them. That by the time he finished this you see that you are certain but you are suffering for the person how many have seen that you wish you should write the thing the person gets the greeting is taking two minutes and he's coming to tell you that he has met with God he has said that and some people they are dramas And these are the people God chooses. And you can't understand that. God, if you are looking for somebody to preach, why won't you choose somebody who can speak well? So sometimes we disqualify ourselves long before. We say to God, you can't use me. You can't use me. I am too bad. I am too evil. I have done. But God says that, look, I created your eye. I know your ways. I know the end. Why are you? Why are you telling me I cannot use you? I said, God called failures. Ah, if you are failed, you are very called. Oh, I will show you. That is so. God called failures. God called people who cannot pass exams. That is why when you look, when you look in the olden days, most of the preachers were out uh, school dropouts. They couldn't do much. They couldn't read. Well, yeah, in the olden days. When they see you, you're a preacher, they know that you couldn't go to school. You couldn't do science. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I will show you why. Turn your Bibles with me to First um, Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 1. Let's read from verse number 18. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 18. 
Jesus. Am I preaching to anyone? I'm trying. I'm trying. First Corinthians. When I explain this, then we can quickly end and be out of here. Because I can say a lot. But I want to give you the foundation, the key to what God does. Then we'll be out of here. Are you in Corinthians chapter 1? I'm reading from verse number 18. Bible says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish, foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Maybe we should read it from the NLC so that people will understand. I want to read a bit. It said, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligence. So, where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Since God, in his wisdom, saw to it that the world would never know him through the human wisdom, God, through wisdom, made sure, saw to it, that's another way of saying that he made sure. God has made sure that the world never will know him through the human wisdom. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven. And it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the, the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. But to those called by God to salvation, both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of my, uh, human plans. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strengths. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eye or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Can you see it? It's a few of us. <laughs> Instead, God chose things of the world, considered foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose things despised by the world. Things counted as nothing at all and used them to bring to nothing what the world considers important. As a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Says that he, he, there's a reason why he's choosing. If you look at the King James 27, said, But God chose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things that are mighty. 
28. And base things of this world and things that are despised has God chosen, yea, the things which are not, to bring to naught things that are, th- that no flesh should glory in his presence. Are you there? Yeah. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. According as it is written, he that glory, let him glory in the Lord. Amen. So, this is the reason why many people don't understand why God made certain selection. God is so powerful. <laughs> I say God is so powerful that the, the foolish, do you understand? The foolish things, he can use it to confound the wise. The basis of things. Hallelujah. So if you are zero, God is already thousand. God is already thousand. So, so I'm zero. When you stand by God, you see that you are 10,000. When God stands by zero, it becomes 10,000. So you don't need to have a value in order for God to use you. That is not to say that God doesn't use people with a value. That is not to say that God doesn't use people who are wise and who are intelligent. When you are intelligent and you are wise, but not in human sense, okay, or even if you are wise according to this world's standards, but you turn to God, you see that God can use you over and above because he specializes in using even non-entities. Failures. That is why those who have been to school, that's why you can see when you see God, he finds somebody like our father, the prophet, a medical doctor. See that he's already uh, wise in this world and the person has sealed himself, he can do even more. But even so, you don't need medical career. <laughs> you don't need to know anything about this world. If you are foolish, if you are according to man's wisdom, when you read the verse number 24 and uh, 26, you understand. He said, why are there not many wise according to the flesh? Not many noble, not many mighty are called. By you, you see your calling. Hallelujah. And God has chosen the foolish things that by the foolishness of preaching to save. So God doesn't need anything. Can you believe that Jesus even said that he can raise, praise and worship people out of stones? As a matter of fact, we are ourselves we were made out of clay. Things that, that is how powerful God is. He's able to make things. He said, let there be and there. So it's like, it doesn't matter what you have and what you don't have. Can I hear your loudest amen? amen. It's just like you are the son of the president. You may not even have a qualification. You see that you are a director of some place. Do you need a qualification or what you have done, a job experience? To No, once you are the son of, even if he likes, you will just go. You will be the one. Even your signature, you don't remember. Every day you, you forget your signature. But you will be the one signing the biggest of the checks. And people cannot understand. Hallelujah. When you are in the hands of God, 
I said, when you are in the hands of God, I said, when you are in the hands of God, don't try and disqualify yourself. Don't try and talk yourself down. Don't try and say that I have failed a lot. You failed on your own. I said, you failed on your own. But when God stands by you, hallelujah. I said, when God stands by you, look at somebody who fails a lot. When this same person comes to God, everything changes. God calls failures. Number two, God calls unworthy people. Exodus chapter 3, verse number 11. And Moses said unto God, who am I? That word, who am I? It's like, I'm nothing. Who am I? That I should go unto Pharaoh. And that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. You just think about it. Just think about it. That God calls you, he said, you should go and meet with uh, the president and not even president of your country but of another country and as you are talking you don't you have run away your papers are not working your people, uh, Moses' documents were not working because he had killed somebody and he ran away he ran and God caused him that issue God said who am I this guy have army he has you want me to be killed or what can you believe that when Moses got back, the person he killed was not a subject? Somebody that he was being sought after, wanted. There were posters all over, wanted. Moses, he was wanted. And God, you are going to the place that you are wanted. Hey. And you are not just going even to hand yourself. You are going to say that now the workforce or you want there, they will arrest you fast. Even if you had come peacefully to beg, they, they will not take it, but you are coming to say that let all the workforce in Egypt live. You know, many people don't understand Egypt because what we know today, Egypt was far higher than what U.S. is now. Egypt, civilization, that's where it started, was the world superpower with armies, and how many people, how many armies even have chariots? How many people even have, they had chariots, they had all these fantastic things, and you, without an army, without, you are going to say, meanwhile, you have run away from killing an Egyptian. They will put you, but that's what I'm saying. When God is with you, when you are in the hand of God, have you, oh, one of the things that I always think about that, so why did Pharaoh not even uh, uh, bring the question about why did you kill that guy? <laughs> you are a jailbird. You have John Bill without, uh, yeah. You, yeah, you are fugitive. You did not sign a, a bond. You, you were, nobody bailed you. You ran away. You have come. You will not come in. Uh, talk about what you have done. You say that you want the people to go. It's a very deadly mission. It's a very deadly mission you want to embark in. Your village, you know how your villages, the kind of fetish things and wild things. Then God is sending you back to the village to go and preach. He said, ah, God, do you know what you are talking about? 
I have come to hide coolly in Cape Town. Even with the distance, it is not easy. You want me to go and pray there. That is why when Jesus told Ananias to go and pray for Peter, uh, sorry, Paul, when Jesus told Ananias, go and pray for brother uh, Saul, who will become Paul, he said, oh, Lord, do you know the guy? <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy, I mean, I think that, are you sure of the name? Then Jesus says, quiet, you go in. You know, because of what you know, you will disqualify. Say, I'm not worthy. Amen. Said, who am I that I should go to fail? Maybe you feel unworthy. You've not been to school. Or as you are in the class, you are not the top. And it's like you are not the type. You get it? When you are not a certain way, you feel that, no, you don't qualify. Don't qualify if I was like this, if I was this way, if I was driving, if I was this. You, you don't qualify. Yeah, sometimes the best way to see and to understand how you describe people as unworthy is it's just like a lady you see somebody comes to you, then you look at it like ah. It's like, what make, makes you come to me? It's like, you think that the person, is in, the person doesn't qualify even to be your friend. And he's coming to propose to you. Yeah. That is how you feel towards that person that is, doesn't qualify. And there are ladies when a brother even tries to uh, start conversation with them. They end the conversation. <laughs> And put the phone. It's like, I don't even want to. And this is the person. Maybe this is the person. The person, the people feel that you are below a decimal point. And God has called you to go and lead these people. You, 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 you stand before the people. You feel very small. Hallelujah. But God called people who are unworthy. Hallelujah. Moses said, who am I? Number three. God calls people who have been rejected. Oh, as for that one, you try to fit into the group, they rejected you. And when you are rejected, you feel that you are despised. You are not uh, liked. Yeah, you are disgraced and you feel hatred. You feel that you are hated. Anytime you say something, everybody goes away. They are talking, they are talking. When they see you coming, everybody despises. It's like, you feel very unwanted. And God tells you that you are going to lead them. And I say, ah, even when I just want to just be there like that, they are, they are not, I'm now going to lead them. No, 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 God, don't start. Don't start. Don't start. How many understand what I'm talking about? But God calls people who are rejected. Moses was rejected. So who made you a prince over us? Are you there? Yeah. Esther chapter 2, verse number 12 and 14. And he looked this way and that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian and hid him in the sun. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews 
strove together and he said to him that he said to him that the drunk wherefore smitest thou thy fellow and he said who made thee a prince and a judge over us intendest thou to kill me as thou killest the Egyptian and Moses feared and said surely this thing is known you know rejection rejection can cause you even to have bitterness hey Watch rejection. When you feel you are rejected, when you feel you are not accepted, you can, you can develop into a bomb that is about to explode. You'll be there, you are planning things that you will do to them one day. <laughs> and the people that you have planned against them, they are the people that God says, he noticed that, no, 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 God, it will not work. God has called people. Do you feel that you are rejected? Sometimes you feel even in the family, you feel rejected. You feel that you, you are not taken serious. You are not respected. You are despised. Or you are hated. God specializes in calling such people. Hallelujah. Yeah, it will fill you with love and everything will change. Number four, God calls people who are not believable. You know that sometimes when when you see somebody, are you getting it? When you see somebody, take tall, the way he's dressed and he's coming. When he can say, hello, hello, baby. There's hope. You believe that this person is going somewhere. But sometimes you see somebody, he looks dehydrated, he looks confused. Hmm? And on top of it, the walking is also not adding up. It's walking like a cockroach. It's like all over the place. <laughs> and the person comes and says, you know, the person comes and says, hallelujah! You are, you are in your bustle. In your bustle, you see this Powerful, powerful people. Then you are the shepherd. Then he said, Hallelujah. Amen. Today God is going to do something. <laughs> you yourself, you say, this thing that I'm saying, these people believe, you, you, you can't even understand that. Why, what am I doing? Let me stop this thing that I'm doing because nobody, you are not believable. Like one man said to his, uh, uh, he was telling another pastor about his son. He said, this my son. When he says, the only thing that I believe when he says is good morning and good evening. And he said, even when he says good morning, I look out and see whether it's morning. You see, you have told so much lies. So much like that now when you are preaching and you even, you, are, you, you live to end you have a testimony, everybody is like, yo, is this guy again? You are not believable. You know, you have exaggerated. You have colored. You have colored different things. You have told lies so much so that everybody knows you. And now you are being called by God. And because you know that you are not believable, you don't want to accept the call. Because everybody knows you are a liar. But now the call is on you. The last time you said the boy wasn't your boyfriend, we, 
you gave birth with, with him. He wasn't your boyfriend. You have his baby. The last time he said, this lady, you don't know. The next thing we noticed that you have impregnated her. So all this, you, nobody believes you now. Now you come and say, Pastor, I feel God is calling me. <laughs> then they look at you and say, hey, look, don't bring this kind of things over here. We are serious over here. Because you yourself, you have to, not that somebody you have done yourself. Tell somebody, don't do yourself. But even if you have done yourself, God is still calling you. Sometimes you don't see who. Sometimes the honest truth is that you yourself don't see who. What normal person will believe you after all that has happened? Do you understand? After all that has happened, you have stolen, you have cheated, you have done every, everything that can be done, you have done one. And everybody knows. Your story is not hidden. Everybody knows. And now, the call of God, God is calling you to, when you look, and say, no, 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 no. You know what? If I had not gone through all this thing, then I would have accepted this call. I'm not believing. Who would believe me? Even when I stand and there's anointing, I start crying. They will say that I'm crying because of my old sins. Do you understand? You have fake things. You have said things. You have everybody know that you are a confident trickster. And here you are. God is calling you. You have lined up the ladies in your school. All the ladies. They know who you are. And here you are. Six ladies. Five of them. You, you, you have finished with them. And you come and say, hallelujah, God wants you to be righteous. I mean, how do you preach such a message? And when you open them, you are looking into yourself. And this one looks at you, this one looks at this. At you. You, then you forget what you want to preach. Because yourself, you, are, you, are, you don't think that anybody will believe you. After all you have done, after all you have said, after all this, this is the reason why many people don't accept the call in Doris. But God called people who are not believable. Can you believe that Jesus, he came, and somebody that has said before people were swearing that he doesn't know him. The apostle, he said, Allah, he, he did the... I don't know how he swore, but he did something. He said, hey, I don't know this guy. Who? what? Jesus. I don't know him. La. Suka. I don't know him. And can you believe that now you come and you are preaching? Somebody say you don't know him. Now you are preaching. Say, lift your hands. <laughs> you, Peter, you told the lie that you don't know the master after he's trained you for three years. Now, Ananias and Sapphira, they have sold their own plot and they have hit some. You don't even feel that you have the right to talk about. His first attempt in uh, lying. And said, ah, why are you lying? Peter was the one talking to them. Meanwhile, you have lied three times. That you don't know the master. He, this Ananias and said, they did not say they did not know Jesus. See, sometimes when you look at the assignment God is giving you, and where you are coming from, you know, no, no, no. 
this is contradictory. Yeah. Sometimes you yourself, you know your way after you have been a fornicant. And you need to start and tell people that it's no good to fornicate. And all the people that you attended, they shouldn't fornicate. You have fornicated with them. This one, this one, this one. Then they look at you and say, ah, look at who, 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 who is talking. So when you look at them, I say, no, no, no. Hallelujah. Oh, am I preaching to anyone? Number five, God calls people with an inferiority complex. That one. You don't feel that. You don't talk a lot. You think that your tenses don't line up. You think that your pronunciation. Always when my wife is talking, I said, hey, then we all have truth. Where does people learn how to pronounce things? There are words I can't pronounce. I'm telling you. There are words. If there are words, and I will have to search for the synonym and look at the one I can pronounce. Because this one, oh, it will bring me down. I need to look for what will not bring me down. But for her, she can pronounce everything. Wow. Everything. And I said, God, it's, it's interesting. We all have tongue. We all have throats. But you get it? Yeah. And many of you, the inferiority complex is, is something you see the way people dress and the way you are dressed. Then mm. you have not eaten, they are eating. What you are eating, what they are eating, like how you came. They, the person have driven to the place. You've been through so many things. Sometimes you are the leader, but when you stand, you notice that The people, one of them, you yourself, you even suspected this person should have been the leader, not me. <laughs> That's how inferiority complexes. You are, things that are no issue. That's why you don't need to ask people with inferiority complex to clean toilet or it's like you are enforcing. If you don't have any complex, you will clean the toilet happily. But people, when you tell them to do menial jobs, they will be very, it's like you are enforcing my state. You see that I'm poor. That's why you are saying this. You see that I don't have money. That's why you say I, I, I should sweep. You say I should be an usher because I, I don't drive a car. But when you see people who have money, they want to clean the toilet. They want to, they don't have complex. And if you don't take time, even when an important person wants to marry, you can't marry an important person. Because you, you just look at how you are. And the said, please, please. It's like, I don't want any trouble. <laughs> no trouble. Somebody important wants to marry you, but because of the complex, you are inferior in your relation. You always see yourself as the underdog. You always see yourself as the victim. You always see yourself as something unfortunate has happened to you. Every example that they give, you think that it, you are the one they are talking about. When they are talking about people who are not doing it, say, it's, it's, it's me again. Everything you reflect it on. It's like you are a good example of everything. You are so complex. And we need to be very careful in talking to you. You get easily irritated. And he said it's because of me. It's because of me that this thing happened. It's like 
But God uses people who are having complex. You know, you can have complex that you cannot even stand before your own class. Or you cannot, you cannot. I know people, if you call them now to just, not, not to come to the front, just to pass here to the distance, you, you, you will see they can collapse. To, to, to walk in front of people. Or three girls are standing there to pass before them. No, 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 no. You go and look for some place and pass. Three girls are standing and talking and they are laughing. <laughs> and, or as he's, he's going, he's walking, then he heard them say, <laughs> you see that the, the legs, they, they are talking about me. You, you are so... How many understand? Are, are you the one I'm talking about? God calls such people to stand before the crowd. God calls such people to stand before the, the multitude. As you, are, as you are, you cannot walk before three people. But you are standing before thousands of them. And you say, the Lord, strengthen my knees. Your first prayer is not even what you are about to do. Lord, make sure my knees are in place. And as you are standing, you don't know where your leg is. You are like, you are hanging. Oh, Lord, please deliver me from what is happening. Don't let me disgrace myself, Lord. Hey, you, the complex. The complex. After you have finished preaching, you are asking, did I say something wrong? wrong? Did I, what did I do wrong? You, you, you are so complex. But you see people that make, oh, I know people that they sing out, I mean, off key. Me, I don't have a key, but they sing out of key. You can see that the song is here. They are, but happily and boldly, like one day I called this guy and said, hey, the song you're singing, it was passing. So, Pastor, I know, but I did not know what to do. <laughs> Happily, strongly singing the wrong things. Say, so people are bold. But some, somebody, if you make a mistake, even nobody knows the song. You make a mistake. You say, oh, I'm so, you, it, it will tell on you. Yeah. And you cannot stand before three people, even in your own home, in the family. You cannot talk to them. And here you are. God wants you to stand. He's giving you a voice to sing before uh, uh, 200 people, before 1,000 people. When you look at what it takes, you can easily collapse before you start singing. I mean, the, the difficulty is not the singing. If God can, and often you see these people, they will be singing and they've closed their eyes. No. <laughs> they, they don't want to see anyone. Because in case they see you <laughs> and your face is not nice, whatever they have learned will evaporate. So you see people, they are standing there, they are praying. They close their eyes to preach. They close their eyes, they don't. They are not confident. But you see, People who prophesy with their eyes open. <laughs> and you think that these are the ones God should call. But God passes all of them and said that you with complex, with inferiority complex, you are the one I've called. The one that you agitate. When you say you are shaking over, the reason why you have used your other hand is that when this one, you see that. 
So you need to add this one to it to stabilize it. Are you getting it? It's not like it's a new style. When you leave it for one, it will not work. You are shaking all over. And sometimes the reason why you are doing this is to hide the shaking. Hey, let me stand you before you, Jesus. Hey, that's why many people dance to songs that they don't need to dance to it. Don't know they are hiding what they are afraid of. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I hear you. You don't know. They are afraid. Sometimes you don't, don't know. Why did the pastor say that? What he's saying and he's preaching about, it doesn't concern what he just said. He's just trying to calm himself down. There's a lot of fear. One day I was in a church and a pastor was preaching. So as he was preaching, I don't know where the usher was going. So the usher was passing. They said, hey, hey, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> so... So, so I said, oh, you are preaching. He said, I'm preaching. He said, even the preaching, I don't know where he's heading towards. And you're also passing here. You are confusing me. <laughs> the pastor was preaching in a convention. He said, sit down. I said, sit down. The preaching I'm preaching, I don't know even where he's going. Then you're also passing about. <laughs> and this is the person God has called. I'm telling you. So I asked as I was, I was tapping there, oh, no, no, don't. Do. So, no, I don't know where the preacher is going. I, do, I don't know whether it will line up. <laughs> and you are also passing to confuse me in addition. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, God has called you. Amen. Number six, God, call, God calls people who have failed at earlier attempts in ministry. Yeah. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated these people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he has, he has done evil to these people. Neither has thou delivered thy people at all. God said, thou go, I will be with you. Moses, when he went to tell Pharaoh to let the people go, do you know what happened to the people? They rather gave them more task. They have condition worsened. One day a lady pastor here called me and said, Pastor, can I stop praying for people? I said, why? He said, the last time when I go and pray for a sick person, the disease worsens. <laughs> and as she was saying, there were tears in her eyes. Anytime I go to pray for them, the condition becomes so worsened. That they will, be, they will take the person to the hospital. I don't want to kill anybody. It's like when I pray, the thing gets worse. I said, no, it's not you. Earlier attempt. How many times did uh, uh, Moses go to Pharaoh? Several times. Go. And Pharaoh says, no. He said, go again. You have preached first one. It did not work. Preach again. You forgot your scriptures. Go again. Amen. You forgot the title. Go again. Amen. Or when you started preaching, by the time you finished, the title was here and the message was here. Go again. Have you seen somebody who preaches, he finished, they say, I, I'm changing the title. Because, <laughs> because after he has finished preaching, notice that no, 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 the title, it did not work. He said, no, that's so many people don't want to give titles. Because if you don't know what is going to happen, they just want to flow. So he said, I'm preaching about 
uh, uh, what Samson. By the time you finish, you all, he talk about Mary. So you know, change the title to Mary. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> you go. You said you are coming to have Holy Ghost baptism. Then after you have nobody is baptized. You go again. He said, it's a healing service. And particular, I mean, because you said this now today, even more, everybody is like, hey, what is happening? <laughs> Normally, it's not even healing service. The power of God moved. But the day you said it was healing service, the thing was so dry. You yourself were confused. Then you need to organize the same healing service again. He said, no, 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 no. It will not happen. God called people who have failed at an earlier attempt. You went to call the people evangel, it did not work. You started Basel, it did not work. You started a branch, it did not work. You started a relationship, it did not work. Yeah, that's why some ladies said, I'm not going to marry again. Somebody has broken their hearts. An earlier attempt, they failed. The thing was like becoming married before she could say Jack. The guy says, I've been thinking. Now, a nice brother has come. He said, no, no, no. All of you, your father is Adam. Go away. <laughs> you may have felt, as somebody broke in your heart, somebody is coming. This one, he, he will not break your heart. And sometimes when the right one comes, then he come and receive the, I mean, punishment for the first one. Meanwhile, he has not done anything. Are you there? Number seven. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God calls people who are not eloquent. There are people who are like, who are like um, orators. They speak without looking at their notes. Like the Obamas. They rattle. One, day, one guy told me, was my friend, he did marketing, so... His ministry will blossom because he did marketing. He was using marketing skill. I, I don't want to tell you how it ends. Let me end. It doesn't take marketing prowess. Moses was not eloquent. He said, I cannot talk. He was even a stumbler. Can you believe it? Somebody who had speech impediment is the one that God calls. Why are you talking as though God cannot use you? So, my English is not good. God doesn't need only people who will preach in English. You can preach in a language. And if you care to know, Archbishop Duncan Williams did not go to school. God, now, when he speaks, he, you can imagine that maybe he went to Oxford or Harvard. You, you can see the authority God is able to do. Hallelujah. When you hear him, he said when he went to uh, Archbishop Benson at the Hostess University, he couldn't write his name. He could not write his name. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 1, verse number 6. Then said I, hey, Lord God. <laughs> Can you see? Say, hey. Is it God said that I have called you? They say, hey, are you sure? Hey, Lord God. Behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. Yeah, but God uses people who are not eloquent, who cannot speak. Amen. Amen. Number eight, God calls young people. 
Then said I, hey, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. He was a child, but God called him anyway. And look at the Bible. God called children. Jesus started as a child. Samuel was a child. Jeremiah, a child. God called children. And children even seem to understand more things than than the adults. Look at how children understand computer. They understand softwares and things they can the, the person, the adult will be there. Say, what are you doing? Hey, come and turn my phone on. I want to do something. <laughs> they will always be calling their children. Hey, I have got a message. They said they sent me. Where is it? Can you show me where it is? Children can understand all these complex things. God can use them too. Don't tell yourself you are a child. Amen. All right. Number nine. God called people who are fearful. God calls people who are fearful. Look, fear is part. That, I mean, you need always to master courage and overcome your fear. In verse number 8, Jeremiah chapter 1, Bible says, Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, said the Lord. So sometimes the faces of people must be, a, 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 it, will, it will frighten you. You need to overcome the faces of people before you can preach. That's why if you are a pastor, you don't take time. You always preach and give people hope. You just pump adrenaline. Because when you see the way people are seated, you know, no, no, no. If I don't give them some hope tomorrow, they can't go to work. Number 10. God calls people who are in difficult circumstances. Hallelujah. Yeah. In Judges chapter 6, verse number 13. And Gideon said unto him, O Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? How many have asked such questions before? If God is with me, why is this thing happening? And where be all the miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. So sometimes you cannot look. You are preaching about the healing power of God. God will heal you and you have a pain that does not allow you to sit quickly. (laughs) You see, sometimes you want to sit, but you need to take your time. Be sure that everything has aligned before you sit. Meanwhile, you are preaching that there's power in the name of Jesus. By his tribe, we are healed. Meanwhile, <laughs> you are sitting gradually. Say, Lord, where is one such person is Kathleen Coleman? He, was, he had a heart disease, but the power of God will move through him, will heal cancers, different things. After that, she will go to hospital because she was sick. <laughs> Hey. And you begin to, you, you can easily, sometimes God has a way of making you humble so that his glory will continue with you. Amen. God calls people without miracle power. As for that, this one, if you like, I can tell you more. How many think that uh, John the Baptist was called? But the Bible says, and John did no miracle.
and John did no miracle. Look at it. And many resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle. So not having miracle doesn't mean you are not caught. John, that the angel came and told her, oh, your cousin is going to die. He did not even heal mosquito. No, not even one miracle. And John did, tell, tell somebody, and John did no miracle. And John did no miracle. And John did no miracle. What are we, this greatness. But Bible says, of all people who were born of women, there has not risen one as great as John the Baptist. And John did no miracle. And tell somebody, tell somebody, and John did no miracle. And yet, he was the greatest among them that were born of women. He was greater than Moses. He was greater than, he, he was greater than Elijah. He was greater than the double portion guy. He was greater than all the people that, and John did no miracle. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey! Hey! Except when I start seeing miracles, then I will know I am called. No! And John did no miracle. And yet, he did no miracle. And yet, of all that were born of women, he was the greatest. So how do we measure ministry? You want to measure ministry by miracles? By how many people fall to the ground? John did no miracle. Nobody fell to the ground. Nobody said, I was having an ear uh, discharge. He sees. I am, I, am, I am raised from the dead because of John. I had a pain. No, if you were in John church, you need to take painkillers. If you are, if you if you say you complain, you are not feeling well. Said, I have a grandpa. Take some and sit down. Let continue the meeting. He doesn't even try to do any miracle. And John did no miracle. Hallelujah! The absence of miracle is not a sign that you are not called. Thank God for the miracles. Thank God for the ability to heal. And don't tell me that, oh, John was not in the New Testament. Old Testament, we saw people raising the dead. We saw people causing, causing axe head to swim. There were miracles. Yeah, so when the Bible says John did no miracle, he's saying something powerful to you that don't use the absence of a miracle to judge whether you are called or not. Because how you are very logical. You are teaching, 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 teaching. That is how the people get established. That is how you are very called. And if you know anything about the calling of John the Baptist, Gabriel told Mary about the birth of John the Baptist. This is the guy that his conception, his father had to become uh, uh, mute. It was in his baby dedication during that the father spoke for the first time after he went moved. And still the guy did no miracle. And is the greatest among men who were born of. Be encouraged. Hallelujah. Sometimes you look at yourself and say, Charlie, I don't have miracles. I don't have dreams. The only dream Peter had was when he was hungry and they were preparing food. He said, if only I can have more dreams. The apostle, the one Jesus said, upon this rock I will build, he had no dreams and visions. He had only one. And that one also, it was related even to his situation. 
He was hungry and he dreamt that they were killing a lot of animals for him to eat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? Okay. Number 12. God calls uh, God forsaken people. Yeah, you feel that God has forsaken you. You hear it from the Gideon. He said, Lord, where is the Lord God? Who brought, who brought our fathers from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us. You feel forsaken. You see that God is not with you. Nothing is working, but God had called him. Number 13, God calls people who have nothing to offer. <laughs> he said, verse number 15 of Judges chapter 6, and he said unto him, Oh, my Lord, where shall I save? Wherewith shall I um, save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. It's like, Charlie, there is nothing. There is nothing to me. A leader should have something. But God's core people who have nothing to offer. Do you know? That when you don't have money, you don't have car, that's when the anointing even was stronger. Those who have uh, buses, they have car, they will go and bus the people. They will use money to bring the people. But if you don't have money, notice that you need to depend on God. You will cry, Lord, move. Move, Lord. Move, Lord. Move, Lord. Send somebody with a bus. But if, you see, so sometimes the absence of Certain thing causes you even to be closer to God. Hallelujah. You have nothing to offer. That's why today many people don't pray for their members that they will be healed. When they say, many people, if you had money to buy a car, you will not believe God for a car. Anyway, number 15, last but not the least. God calls people who are least in their families. David was the least. How many think that the calling of David was powerful? He was the least. He was even not there when they came. He was not taught about. Gideon said he was the least. Are you there? Yeah, he was the least in the family. So don't disqualify yourself because you are the least, because you have failed, because you are unbelievable. That one, I, I like it because sometimes you, you just cancel your own preaching by your conduct. But don't worry. Don't allow what you have been through or what you were to color your future. May the Lord bless you and cause you to answer the call. In Jesus' name. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.